0: so i wanted to ask a very simple question why is it important to read the bible over and over there's some people out there who are still working on their first read through the bible and that's okay but there's some people who have read it once and they act like that's enough or they'll read parts of it once and think that's enough because they know the story but how important is it really to reread the Bible? I think it's very important. I think it's the most important thing we can do is to read it over and over and over. As tedious as that may sound, it's really not when you get into it. When you start diving into it, you'll find a joy rereading it and a comfort and a hope in rereading it. And there's a really good, easy example I think everyone can relate to as to explaining why you should reread it. And this example is just this. Think about really good movie you've seen, especially if it's a a mystery or suspense thriller or something like that. And when you watch those movies, you'll rewatch it like you'll show it to someone because you're excited and you want them to see it. And when you rewatch it, as you're watching it with them, you start noticing things you didn't notice the first time around and you can build the story differently. And with that, there's things you just look for when you're rewatching this that you wouldn't look for before because you already know what the plot is of this movie you're watching. So you're able to look at what built the plot. You're able to look at things that aren't the main focus because you don't have to look at the main thing anymore. And as you start looking at these other things, you start being like, oh, wow, here's what this story really means. And wow, look how well this is written and all these different aspects of it. If you've ever rewatched anything before, you know what I mean. And it's the same thing when thinking about the Bible. When you reread it, you start noticing things you've never noticed before. Like say you're reading a passage that you've read numerous times you've heard numerous times you know something as simple as like a, i don't know let's say the sermon on the mount you know the story of the sermon on the mount you know the general point of the sermon on the mount so when you're rereading it this next time you're able to look at different things. You can look at what the story is, who's speaking it, where are they speaking it, the whole setting of the time and place. And you can put all these different pieces together and start asking even deeper questions. Like, why is this even in the Bible? Why is this story here? How does this relate to me? You can start asking questions rather than just having to read the story. You've already got the story in your head. So you have different questions to start asking yourself. And as you start asking yourself these questions, as you start looking at these different areas of the story that you are familiar with, you start saying, wow, I didn't notice that the first time. And wow, I never saw this. And that's why it's important to reread the Bible, reread passages, study passages and all that. And I want to encourage everyone out there to never give up. Once you've read something, just start over. Reread it again. Because also, if you're anything like me, whenever I read stuff, after a few minutes, whether I want it to or not, my brain is going to zone out. I'm going to read a whole chapter or something, and that if you ask me right when I'm done, what did I just read, I'm going to have a hard time telling you what I just read. I'm very bad about that, been that way since I was a kid. That's why I never liked studying as a kid, because my brain just wandered too much. But I wanted to give you all a recent example of my own reading something that I've read probably literally hundreds of times and never really thought about this before. And it's Matthew 18, one through 6. Once I read this, you'll be familiar with it. And I'm going to tell you what I came up with and noticed that I've never thought about before. So let's read. It says At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. So when I've read this numerous times before, when I've heard it, the part that's always stuck out to me is the first part of this, where it says, you know, whoever humbles himself like a child. And it says you know, also about humility. And I've always taken it as a call to humility, which I fully believe this still is a call to humility. But this last time I read through it, something just hit me and it was with verse six saying, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Before I have kind of just skimmed over that, never really thought about what does that mean? Because in my head, I'm kind of like, how can I cause someone else to sin? Like We all do our own sin. How can I cause a child to sin? But then, so that's why I've kind of really put thought into it. But then I thought about this and I was like, you know, this is kind of saying we need to focus on our actions and how we present ourselves in front of people. You know, a lot of people try to always say, oh, I don't care what someone thinks about me and stuff like that. But I think this kind of says we should because it's kind of presenting this in a monkey see, monkey do kind of way, like what someone else sees you do can cause them to sin. And you need to be aware of your actions and how you might be accidentally teaching someone sin. And I thought of numerous examples to like kind of clarify what I'm saying. And I hate to talk about this because I don't wanna get controversial in any way, but the first thing I thought of was racism. And I thought, you know, how racism isn't really something people teach. Like most people aren't telling their kids to be racist. I, I don't think they are. Um, I just don't believe that. I mean, there obviously are some people out there, but it's a very small percentage. But by actions, by simple comments we make, by certain ways we look at someone or make a comment here or there, we could be teaching a kid this wrong thing to do. And you can replace this with anything, it doesn't have to be racism. But we could be saying these little things that a child or someone young in their faith like they could be an old person, but just young in their faith, they could see us as Christians who are supposed to be, you know, the light on the hill. They could see us doing these actions and think, oh, well, they're doing that. It's okay. Or they've said this, that's just how this is. And in that way, we're causing this person to sin. You know, if you want to think about it in a worldly sense, like the whole movement's going around in the world around homosexuality, if we're teaching kids, this is okay, which this isn't what my whole episode's about, so I don't want to go too deep into this, but we're teaching them it's okay. By the time they're adults, and they've just been taught their whole life that that's okay, we've taught this kid, we've caused this kid to sin. And it wasn't us making them go do something evil and horrible. It was just in the way that we presented life. We taught them something that is sin, and they were never even taught this is wrong, or they were just seeing it and you know didn't think anything of it. And so... We need to always think about like how our actions are presented in front of people, but but my point of this whole episode is more about the rereading thing, because I've never thought about that before. I have skimmed over verse six so many times before, and I'm not exaggerating when I say, I've probably read this passage a hundred times. I mean, I mean, I've not read the whole Bible a hundred times, not even close, but I've definitely read the New Testament maybe 20 times in full, and I've definitely read Matthew. A lot of times I, I don't even want to begin to count but to think that i've read this so many times and never thought about that never thought about what does it mean to cause someone else to sin like that's never been my focus when reading this small little six verse passage i've always been like okay how can i humble myself how can i be like a child how can i live my life in this childlike blissfulness and i do think that is still the focus that's why jesus said it because these are his words But he also said this part about making sure you don't cause the little one to sin. And so just think about that. Think about how are we causing this little one to sin? What actions are we doing to cause a little one to sin? How can we cause someone else to sin? And these are questions I'm asking myself right now. These are questions I'm going to be working with as I think about this passage for the next few days because they're not questions I've ever come up with. And I wanted to just share this experience with you so that you may be encouraged, that you may have a way to... Uh, give yourself a reason to reread things and to know what to look for and to put these questions in your head. So when you see a verse that you've read numerous times, you can think about it like, okay, I've heard this story numerous times, but w- what is the next question? What is the next thing I need to do? Because for me too, whenever I finish reading the Bible, I always think, what should I do next? Should I start over again? Should I start studying this specific thing? But the simplest answer Is just keep reading and that's what I always tell myself I finish something that doesn't mean it's finished start it over reread it again because I've never ever read anything and not found something new every single time I read something whether I've read it a hundred times or just once I always find something new and that's why we should always continue to reread read every day nourish yourself with the word and God's mysteries will be revealed to you, and his mysteries won't be hidden in the word anymore. You just have to continue to feed yourself on God's word and just read over and over and over because it's the word that matters. It's the living word, and that's how we get life. That's just my take on this, and I'm not a pastor.